You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Welcome to our first bonus episode of Empire of Rust. Like all of us here, you may have been wondering what happened to Wildstrike. Since his espionage mission was separating him from the group, Mike and I thought it would be fun to record these small behind-the-scenes episodes. We hope you enjoy them. Let us know if you do, and there may be more in the future. Let's go back. Way back to the beginning, when all of this went horribly wrong. Magnum, Carapace, Sweet Spot, and Rex all head out to McAdam's old oil house, but Wildstrike stays behind after Stonebreaker's attack on the speedway. He pulls Ironhide aside as the rest of the team runs off. You wanted to talk to me? I did. We need to talk privately. Ironhide takes you to his office, a small room buried in the heart of the ISS headquarters. Security is surprisingly absent this deep into the structure, and his office looks like it hasn't seen use for many days. A single metal desk sits in the center of the room, with one seat tucked in. Ironhide moves behind the desk, gesturing for you to take a seat. Things are a mess here. At least one person on that council has involvement in this. And... He stares daggers at Ironhide. I hope it isn't you. We need to find this group, and we need to find it fast. As you know, I was trying to work undercover and gain traction with them, but they caught me. The only one left that knows about that deceit is locked up here. Whoa, whoa, back up a minute. Just who are you accusing, Wildstrike? I don't have any definitive evidence to accuse anyone yet. Well, look at the facts. That track was sweeped, the entrance were checked, and yet Stonebreaker was still able to get a bomb past security. Someone gave him a pass, and one of the ministers knows something. I trust all the others with my life. I fought beside Wheeljack and Quickswitch in the war. Zaron used to be a senator, a peacemaker, and the other two don't have the stomach for another conflict. I fought beside Tiltfire and trusted him as well. There are good bots on both sides. They've become disillusioned after the war. I'm sure you know it's not easy returning to a civilian life after such a long conflict. I hope I'm wrong about them. I'm just asking you to be cautious. Caution isn't the issue. Caution in these times comes easy, but trust doesn't. I can't be seen mistrusting my fellow ministers or the council. But if you do have evidence, then I would expect you to bring it to me. Or, if you're not convinced of my trustworthiness, bring it to all the ministers. But you didn't want to talk just to not accuse one of us of treason, now did you? No. I was sent a message from Bombshock. His boss is giving me a chance to get back on, but I have two conditions. Break regs out, and plant this signal beacon on you. Now, I know what you're going to say. We've analyzed it. It's only a signal tracker. No explosives, no detonator. It's completely safe. If you knowingly wear it, it would give us time to find C1 without giving them too much information. The other issue is that Regs needs to escape. 
but he can't return or he'll blow my cover. We have a plan to deal with that, though. This beacon is a huge security risk. C1 can use it to track the other ministers if I'm near them. What do you think you're going to gain if I agree to this? And if we have to release Regs to sell this, he's going to run straight back to C1. What's your plan for dealing with him? It's a big risk, but with you knowing about it, you can limit that risk. I just need a couple of days to get in and get evidence. Yeah, Regs is going to run straight back, but we'll be waiting and be in position to stop him. We can get a tracker on him as well, so he can't slip away. All C1 needs to know is that I was able to get him out and plant the beacon on you. If you have any suggestions, now's the time to say so. Damn. No, I don't. Alright, get the tracker on him. I'll have him tailed. If this goes well, he'll lead us back to his people. And if we're real lucky, we can bring down the whole cell. If this is what you need, then I'll help. But I want to bring Quickswitch in. If this falls apart, you'll need his forces to run interference. And to extract me. Perhaps we can find a way to bring him in. I don't want him to know everything, just what he needs to know for this to work. We'll stop Regs and C1. This will work. We'll need to tell him that we're going after C1, and that if the organization goes down, they'll try to leave the planet. Zaron should also be informed. His job requires him to be aware of all internal matters. <sighs> Fine, but I want to talk to my former friend who is locked up here as well. I may be able to get something out of him. Tiltfire? Yeah, he's down in the cells. I'll authorize you on the visitor list. Thanks. Hopefully he'll give me something. Good luck then. To both of us. We're gonna need it. You make your way down to the holding cells in the ISS building's prison wing. Some of the bots here were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, but others... Thieves, murderers, and terrorists. You pass by Manglor, arrested on 14 counts of body theft. He was finally caught when he tried to disconnect the arm of an undercover security bot. In the next cell, Tracer is suspended in an anti-grav field to prevent her from flying away. 18 Autobots fell to her blades in the days after the return to Cybertron. You pass by dozens of similar criminals on your way to the last cell, the cell that contains your former fellow Decepticon. The door slides open, revealing a surprised Tiltfire sitting in the center of the room, his hands on his head as if he were meditating. He slowly lowers them as his face changes from shock at seeing you in the doorway to anger as it dawns on him that the only way you'd be here is if you were given permission to see him. You were working with them the entire time, and I led your friends right to the clinic. Wildstrike stares at Tiltfire for a moment, then makes an exaggerated look behind him as if he was checking for bots listening in. Sorry, Tiltfire. I had no choice. You know me. I worked my way inside so I could keep tabs here. They were onto your cell. Someone was leaking info. I had to infiltrate and figure out who. Unfortunately, Cadmium figured that out when I arrived and played it like I was the traitor. 
Cadmium thought you were a traitor? I, I don't get it. Are you... Are you saying you're a double agent? Exactly. I was sent by C-1 to infiltrate the security forces. They knew there was a leak somewhere. I gathered enough info to determine it was your cell. I pretended to infiltrate it to find out who was behind it. Turns out it was Cadmium. He was the traitor. I have correspondence between him and the security force here. It's unbelievable. Hubs was unfortunate, and I couldn't intervene. Tiltfire stands up, hope flashing in his eyes, and then he realizes. He was caught. Even if Wildstrike gets him out of the cell, Cybertron first will want nothing to do with him. Dejected, he returns to his seat and stares at the floor of his cell. What's going to happen to me now? If I'm let out, the movement won't want anything to do with me. It's best to stay clear of them now anyways. I'm trying to find more leaks, but if there's anything more you know, you could help me. Wildstrike looks around behind him again before continuing. If you can give me anything, I can use it to prove you are assisting us. Especially if it leads to something I can use. If you can help me find more traitors, I may be able to get you back in. If that's what you want. You'd you'd help me get back to see one? No, no, this is a trick. It, it has to be. Even if I could, they'd never trust me. I don't have the reputation that you do. That's up to you. Do you want back in? If you do, I can pull some levers and possibly get you back in. I can't promise anything. If you want out, then that's okay too. He seems to consider this for a moment, mulling it over in his mind. He and Tremor joined together, and they messed up on their first assignment. Is Tremor alright? Your friends destroyed Cadmium and Hubs. Did Tremor make it? Tremor will be fine. In fact, I'm going to speak with them next. Tiltfire, listen carefully. I can only pressure them into letting one of you go. Whoever offers assistance in taking down the movement, which of course I'll be using to take out the data leaks. If you have anything that can help me, give it up. If Tremor does, then you'll remain here until charged with treason. Tiltfire hangs his head and whispers, I, I, I can't betray him. He saved my life at Mangarai. He took on an entire Autobot squad single-handedly after I was shot down. Just do me a favor, please. Give him the same offer, and tell him I said to take it. If he doesn't believe you, then... Then tell him I said to never forget the Vault of Stars. He'll know to trust you. When Wildstrike hears that term, you remember something from the war. You are assigned to a facility on Crotius 8 shortly after the Mangarai Offensive. Your memory of the posting was erased due to the sensitive nature of the research there, and that entire block of time is a blank to you. You don't know what your duties were, but you've heard rumors long afterwards that the facility was called the Vault of Stars. Vault of Stars... Wildstrike trails off, lost in thought for a moment, and then turns his attention back to Tiltfire. I hope you reconsider. It isn't a betrayal. I'll let him know what you said, though. Time passes, and Wildstrike lets him stew in his cell, allowing the uncertainty of the situation to creep into his head. The next day, Wildstrike returns. I gave Tremor the message. He insisted that you take the offer. 
He said you should get away from C1, that after the attack on the clinic and time in the cell, he's had a chance to think, and he's done with C1, and you should be too. He wanted you to get out, though. He said he'd be glad to save you one last time. Back in Ironhide's office, the two of you are working out the details of your deception when there is a knock at the door. Come in. Minister Quickswitch enters the room. Whereas Ironhide's attitude is all gruff and no-nonsense, Quickswitch is the picture of control, fluid movement, and measured responses. You wanted to see me? You remember Wildstrike from the meeting with the other ministers? He gestures to you. He has a plan for getting into C1. We're gonna set up a sting. Ironhide runs him through your plan, and Quickswitch takes it all in, asking about how you'll handle Bombshock, and detailed questions about your relationship with both Tremor and Tiltfire. Chief Ironhide, forgive my bluntness, but are you certain trusting a Decepticon with this is the foremost plan? I recall the Mangarai Offensive. The Decepticon forces pretended to capitulate, but the truth was they just needed time to resupply. Wildstrike was one of the delegations sent to deliver that message. Do I need to remind you that there are Autobots working for C1? That there are Autobots committing these crimes? I'm taking a huge risk, including you in on these plans. The least you can do is stop pretending the Autobots' hands are clean. That war is over, and we'll have a new one on our hands if C1 isn't dealt with soon. Both sides committed atrocities, some worse than others. But I concede the point. Now for mine. If this operation fails, you are going to be in a precarious position. One that even my forces would have a difficult time extracting you from. If the chief finds himself caught in an unwinnable scenario, how far are you prepared to go to save him? That depends on how far you're willing to go to stop them. Do you value your life over every citizen? If I can assist getting you out without compromising the mission, I will. However, if you're in danger, but I'm able to stop C1, I'm going to stop C1. I'm sure you both understand. Quick Switch looks to Ironhide, taken aback at the callousness used to describe his worth. I hope you realize that losing Chief Ironhide... Even to defeat Cybertron first will be a significant blow to the morale of the city. Ironhide is well-loved by the citizens, neutrals, Autobots, even some Decepticons. I would expect you to do everything you could to save him. Letting Cybertron first get away to cause more mayhem would be far worse. If I can save him without endangering the mission, I will. Stopping C1 comes first. I'd lay down my life to stop them. Wouldn't you? Blaster fire and explosions fill the alleyway as Wildstrike and Ironhide run. Cannon shots explode overhead and tracer rounds light up the night sky. The operation went poorly from the start. Ironhide and Wildstrike were supposed to be the bait, while the Badgeless tailed regs. It was shortly after nightfall when the weapons fire erupted from both sides of the street, pinning both of them beneath a transport. 
short fuse and zone were cut down in the opening volley, and Brick was shot as he was diving for cover. It was a stalemate until Powertrain stood up, taking the fire to allow the two of you to make your escape. Run, Wildstrike! Keep moving! Don't let them get a bead on you! More blaster fire peppers the building to your left, sending shards of hot metal across your face. You stumble from the impact and Ironhide catches you, keeping you on your feet. You run, keeping ahead of the shots, ducking between buildings and running through storefronts that are oddly empty. The screeching starts off low, barely audible, a low tone drowned out by the din of battle, but it quickly gets louder until it drowns out the chaos of the fight. Screamers, Autobot light anti-infantry grenades, but you know the telltale sound from the battlefields of countless alien planets. You look to the sky and see the familiar orange vapor trail heading towards you. Screamers, move, move, move! Ironhide grabs and swings you around, putting himself between you and the impact zone, hoping that he lives up to his moniker. Rocks the ground less than 20 feet away as the mortar explodes, sending waves of radiation laced shrapnel into the street, the building, and both of you. The force of the impact throws you back against the building. As the world fades to black, you grab a hold of your calm, knocked loose from the explosion, and send off the distress code. Wildstrike opens his eyes to see the city of Iacon passing rapidly under him. To his left and right are two jets that he recognizes as aerial bots, flying as an escort for a large green, white, and red plane that's carrying both him and Ironhide's unconscious form. Your mission is a failure. Bombshock has gone to ground. Riggs is gone, your escort was slaughtered, and Ironhide might not make it. The rest of the flight passes in silence as the weight of what happened sinks in. Only four bots knew of this operation. You, Ironhide, Quickswitch, and Zaron. You and Sweetspot were right. There is a traitor within the Ministry. And it's one of these three bots. Quickswitch flies towards the roof of the security headquarters and the roof-mounted landing zone transforms and extends into the sky, allowing him to make a smooth, safe landing with his two injured passengers. The Badgeless on duty hurry forward to take the pair of you out of his hands while he transforms back to a more recognizable form. A Metabot emerges from the roof entrance and rushes over to Ironhide, taking readings and starting him on an energon drip. While they attend to him, Quickswitch turns to face you. It was you. It had to be you. He swings with his fist, connecting with your midsection, and swings again, backhanding you across the face, knocking you to the ground. Still stunned from the sudden blow, he reaches down, takes hold of your weapons, and rips them off you, tossing them aside like so much garbage leaving you defenseless. The two badgeless look at each other, weapons out, unsure if they should help or pull him off. The ravaging only lasts a few seconds, and when it's done, Quicksmith turns to the guards. 
lock him in the vaults. Ironhide will decide what to do with him. And as the guards pick up your barely conscious form, a cruel smile appears on Quickswitch's face. This is Blaster, blasting out to the airwaves, bringing you the latest and greatest hits and news updates. I have big news for you today, so keep those audio receptors turned up to the max. Empire of Rust was created, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Carapace is played by Patrick Finn. Wild Strike, the Decepticon, is played by Mike M. Pythagoras and Magnum are played by Matthew G. Sweet Spot is played by Adam Ichu. And last but no way least, Rex and his dino buds, Laser, Grazer, and Laser, are played by Rob Muller. Keep the hits coming by supporting the show at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. And tune in to the Transmissions Network for all your Transformers news and reviews. This is Blaster, the voice of Cybertron's airwaves, blasting out. <laughs>